Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning. No Ken Laird. He is uh, with family north of the border. I hope his uh, lovely Honda CRV, CRV is not stolen again. Uh, I'll be out next Saturday, so we'll have consecutive weekends without Ken or myself as we get ready for Thanksgiving. Andy Hart is in. How are you? I'm tremendous now that I'm here, and I've gotten my welcome from the 413, my uh, yeah. favorite fan. W- behind the scenes, this is one of the more bewildering <laughs> tendencies of any listener I've ever come across. I, I don't mean it. this as an insult, Andy, but you're not someone that I know many people that despise. You covered the Patriots very well for years. You ha- you're opinionated. You're good at this. But you're not exactly someone I think of that has enemies like I may. Right. And yet, this one person, and I mean this, so when I'm in with the Greg Hill Show and it's, you know, July 16th, and we have another Fitzy and Hart at a different day part, and he's at 10 a.m., and Greg will say, Curtis, what's coming up at 10? And I'll say, oh, Gresham for you are out, but Annie Hart and Fitzy are in from 10 to 2 today. Before I am out of the studio and Nick and Billy come on in, is a text from the same guy with something different, yep, but enraged by your presence on the radio. I love it. It is amazing. And I know I've said this before. I don't know if you've heard this, but it is so brilliant. And it so perfectly encapsulates our world today. Ricky Gervais, who I think is one of the more brilliant people on the planet. Just unbelievably smart. You know, he helped create one of my favorite shows of all time, The Office. And he does a stand-up where he says... What would happen years ago if we had the same tendencies as we have today? So when we were growing up, you walked into the grocery store in town. And inside where the, you know, the uh, carts are Mm -hmm. would be, you know, babysitters or drum lessons. And what happens today is instead of walking past the offer for drum lessons because you're not interested in percussion, you would grab the little slip with the number, call the drum teacher and MF him saying, I don't want to take drum lessons and right. walk away. You suck. Which is just, that is exactly what we're talking about. It is so fundamentally insane that people today, right now, wherever you are, and thank you for consuming this product, we love you very much. 
within your thumb's reach are 200,000 different things you could do. You could literally watch live TV in Russia. You could watch Netflix. You could do anything. You could watch Super Bowl 51 on your phone again. Just get the click of a button. But you choose to engage with something you hate. Right. And it's just so wild. I love it, though, because, I I mean, I can't get this much attention out of my wife or my family or my kids. Like, if I say something to my wife, she's like, I'm sorry, what would you say? I wasn't listening. But this guy or gal, whoever it may be. Right. No, no, whatever, um, is instantaneous. And I love it. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And it's not once. It's for the duration of whatever period Andy is here. And we got to get this person a meter because clearly they listen 24-7, 365. Because as you said, I'm not on a regular schedule. So in order to respond to my upcoming stint or immediately when I'm on the air, they're listening at all times. So... 413, we appreciate you listening. Maybe we should have him have your number so he could text you in case you forget about a shift. Perfect. You'll know in advance. Absolutely, yeah. I don't need the little stupid app we have that 52 minutes before tells me. This person could tell me well in advance. Uh, anyway, uh, so no Ken today. Andy is in, and it is uh, the bye week for the Patriots, but as always, uh, no shortage of storylines and topics. And I thought this week, a couple things. One, Shaughnessy wrote a column which was good about how he believes that Mac Jones is unfairly treated in Boston. (laughs) And I don't know where you stand on this, uh, Andy, but without a title, I have never seen anybody of any of the teams. I, you know, started watching Boston sports. I was, I was born in 84. So the nineties are really my, my start point. I have never seen anybody in Boston do less and get more, uh, get a longer runway than Mac Jones has. And yes, there are people that hate him. I work with some in the morning. And that's what happens when you're the quarterback of the Patriots. I mean, in the absence of the guy that was here for two decades, before Brady and after Brady, it's been Bledsoe, you know, walks in on coats, throws too many picks, whatever. I mean, and he was a pro bowler. People get criticized when they're the quarterback of a team and they haven't won. And with Mac Jones, it has been a very, I think, forgiving group of people. Even last year, Almost none of the blame went to Mac Jones, mm-hmm. and it went. I threw most of my vitriol at Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. So, do you believe that Shaughnessy believes that, or was this a the wind is blowing in a certain direction? Instead of jumping on the pile and bullying, I'll go contrarian, and it, as a good columnist, I'll spark a little conversation by saying, you know, you know who doesn't get treated right, Mac. Yeah, because I, I can't see anyone that thinks Mac is un. Where well, I do mean, you Greg, get? I, I would say Greg Hill. I mean, not to speak but for him. those people. See the the Shimes and the Greg Hills, right? Are kind of entrenched. You're, the stubborn argument. I'm going to go down with this ship. Damn right. it! That like Shime hate. I give Shime credit. He hated Mac immediately. Right. The second the pick was made, he hated it. He's been consistent in his hate. But now, when you assess it, truly assess it, three years later, like how many crappy quarterbacks get three years? None. It's sort of like Belichick in Cleveland. Yeah, year five, we were just turning the corner. Who gets five years to turn a corner in professional sports? Nobody. Like, you get one year to get your people in place, and then another year, and then it's like, okay, are you doing... Was was Baker Mayfield mistreated in Cleveland? No. Because he was better than Mac as a rookie. And he won a playoff game, I believe. 28 touchdown passes. I think he might have tied the rookie record or something for touchdown passes. And then he was out of town. Because guess what? That's the way the quarterback position works. When you suck, people say you suck, and they look to move on from you very quickly. So this idea that Mac – and there's a lot of these people on Twitter 
There's actually a small, like, I shouldn't say a lot, a small, passionate Mac defenders, just like there was for Cam. Can't tell you how many times I was called a racist because I thought Cam sucked because he sucked because right. he couldn't throw. Now pass. it's the same thing with Mac. Like, it's everybody else's fault. And are there other layers? Obviously, it's multifactorial, as the great Theo Epstein would say. Right. But he stinks. I, I don't know how you can look at it and say, that guy deserves a, another year, or that guy deserves a little bit more kid gloves. Did you watch that throw? I firmly believe, and I, I don't know if you agree, that's the worst throw I've ever seen, the last interception that got him benched. The worst throw I've ever seen on an NFL field. I can't think of something. You would have made that throw. I, I mean, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I could have long snapped that throw. Yes, Joe Cardona, yep, looking through his butt, right. could have made a better throw in that situation. So... Don't tell all the details. The line, sure, the line stinks. The receivers stink. Belichick has made bad decisions. Belichick's been mean to him. Fans yelled zappy. These are all true statements of fact along the way, but they all try to mask. He stinks. He's not even what we were sold. This NFL-ready, high-floor, low-ceiling game manager. Do game managers make that throw? No. Are you kidding me? And it was amazing because early on, I think it was Wiggy, uh, who said that the ceiling for Mac was Chad Pennington. And I thought that was a compliment. Yes. Yeah. Chad Pennington, those early 2000 Jets teams were tough to beat. They were uh, a team that wasn't going to beat themselves. They had a decent defense. And if Mac became Chad Pennington, I would have signed up for that. That throw, I thought, in real time, uh, I get the games confused. It went Cowboys, Saints, Saints. Raiders. Yes. Okay. I believe it was the Raiders game, the Hunter Henry miss throw in the first half where yes. he threw the pick Absolutely. in the red zone. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Or just outside the red zone. When that throw, and that I believe was the morning that we found out about the short leash for Mac, and then they only started Mac, and was that the game? That was Malik Cunningham, Malik Cunningham was the backup. There was no, the third emergency was Zappy. I and think. that was the Raiders game, right? Yes. So when he made that throw, and it was an off, I mean, not nearly as bad as the one against the uh, Colts in Frankfurt, but one of the worst throws I've ever seen. I mean, Hunter Henry was wide-ass open. And even Bill called him out, I believe, post-game. Yep. Basically said something like, you know, the guy was open, he just missed the throw or right. something to yep. that effect. We can't miss throws, something like that. And because of the pregame story about the short leash from Ian Rappaport, I sat and said to myself, or, you know, to James, who's like, hates Mac. I mean, he's 16 months and he thinks he's better. But I, I, that's it. I said, what? that was it. I had the same feeling of when Bailey Zappi brought the Patriots back against the Bears. And I was like, wow, Mac's never going to see the field again. That's how I felt in that moment. Right. And then for it to continue, and that has to be the Colts, the last Real drive, not including the fake spike interception, which was one of the worst throws I've also ever seen. I mean, my God. Well, he stinks, too. Awful. But in real time, the texts I got, the 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 real immediate visceral reaction of the fan base was disgust. Mm -hmm. it, was, it wasn't, you know, I'm sad. It wasn't, oh, I wish we were better. It was, why am I watching this mistake repeater? single-handedly ruin any opportunity for a season. The AFC sucks. It is so bad right now. We thought it was going to be great. You know who's a dark horse team in the AFC? The Broncos. They might be able to, with that defense, 
Russell Wilson playing better? That's how bad it's gotten. A team that we thought was going to get Sean Payton fired in year one of an $80 million deal. Team that gave up 70 points earlier in the to year. The, to the uh, Dolphins. The, watching that in real time, what had, be, what had been a bad season became a disgrace. Well, I, I think along the way here, and I think we've even viewed it in the owner's box with Jonathan and Robert Kraft, we have all had at different times this season the I'm done. I'm done moment. I can't do this anymore. You're not the guy. For me, it was Dallas. I, the, he did the oh. off the back foot across the field throw the first time and got away with it yep. and then did it again, and it was a pick six, and it was like, you're not what they told me you were, a good decision maker, like timely throws, accuracy. That's when the breaking point was for me. Now, I think some people the next week, and then certainly in Vegas, and we kind of thought maybe somewhere along the line there it was Bill's breaking point, but that breaking point hasn't been displayed in starting uh, quarterback decisions yet. But I think everybody, and Jonathan, we're not good enough, kind of mad. Then Robert, the view last week with the big poofy jacket and just hanging his head in sadness, disgust. We've all... Or I shouldn't say we all, apparently not Shaughnessy. Apparently there's still a few people that are on Mac's side, Sophie and uh, whoever else, his inner circle. Do you think he was, would you go with the Bill ruined him shtick or no? No. He didn't help. Right. He did not help. I'm with Edelman. Those comments Edelman made, like, if you're the guy, you're the guy. You don't get ruined. Right. You you know, if you're, I thought he was Mr., you know that face people the the bloody picture from Alabama like I thought he was Mr. He he looked at Nick Saban on the scout team and told him you don't like it get your defense to stop me. I thought that was Mac right. Jones. So now he's broken. Now we blame Bill for that. Be a professional. Be who you are. Be tennis brat Mac. You've been raised for this the whole time. Confidence out the wazoo. No. He's not that good. Can we just say it? Very simple. It's not You know my saying, I say the truth is never mean. Right. Facts he's, don't have feelings. He's not that good. All the other stuff we can talk about, the details and the minutia, he's not a good NFL quarterback. He wasn't that great. That's the other thing, the first year, is people want to paint that as, and I've done it. Oh, he took his team to the playoffs. He was a pro bowler. Like, that's impressive. He wasn't that good. He was fine. He was kind of along for the ride. Managed, Easy schedule. But he, but he was good a game defense. manager. He did not make yes. throws that, that killed you, at least in the first half of the season. Right. The, the, it began after the bye with the Colts, and, and it was sort of downhill from there. But you're but, never not going to ride your defense in an easy schedule forever. No. And, Especially and, as other things happen around you, and at some point you have to step up and like, okay, other guys aren't having good weeks or other guys are hurt. You're my quarterback. I need to ask you to do something. He was mediocre as a game manager, and then anytime you ask him to do anything more than that, he falls on his face. Yeah, and I I look at where the Patriots are now, and we talked about, I sort of fought with Greg back then about the schedule and the quarterbacks the Patriots were beating in Max rookie year, which was yep. mostly backups, and, and last year as well. I mean, Sam Ellinger and, and Kyler Murray's backup, who was, was it Colt McCoy last year? Yes, I believe so. Anyway, but the difference this year is you're losing to the backup. You're losing to Brian Hoyer on a team that was doing everything they could to get Josh McDaniels fired. You're losing to Sam Howell. On a team that was doing everything it could to prepare for next year. I mean, They traded away their two best players four days before. Right, and your lone win is a deflection in the end zone away. I mean, literally two inches away from that ball from the Hail Mary from Zach Wilson to land in the hands of of the uh, Jets in the end zone. So it has been a massive step step backwards. Feel free to join us, 617-779-7937. We'll be talking Pats. Most of the mornings, Mac Jones, Shaughnessy column. And coming up next, I'm going to give you the four things specifically that were done just in this offseason 
that are fireable offenses uh, for Bill Belichick. We'll get to that next. But first, here's Joe Braverman with What's Trending. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. What do you think of uh, what's happening with the Patriots and Belichick? And that whole conversation about him, they're going to fire him, mm-hmm. is just scuttlebutt that was in- invented by the local radio where they were just like, it's just a time to talk about. In other words, the phone lines aren't lit up. And then it just catches fire, and everybody's talking about this. You know mm-hmm. what nobody's talking about? Who are you going to replace him with? The guy just coached a team mm-hmm. for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. They were the team of the decade, two decades in a row. Nobody has ever done that. Right. The second is a little rough water for two seasons. It's like he has to go. Uh, that was Bill Kerr on with, uh, I believe, the Rich Eisen show. Uh, our guy Stiz had that first. Yes. And I gave Bill Burr, because I was on with Rich the night they played it, and I gave Bill Burr the benefit of the doubt. I thought he might have been a little drunk when he recorded it yeah. at the Comics Come Home. I'm very pro giving people the benefit of the doubt <laughs> when they sound bad when drunk on the radio. But now he has the same take a few weeks later. And are recorded like live. He knew he was there. Shouldn't be drunk or on any substances. It's one of the more embarrassing things I've ever heard. It's sad. It, I feel bad for Bill Burr. If that's his mentality in life, what a colossal loser viewpoint. So the only thing, and I know he's a superstar. Who are you to criticize Bill right. Burr? I honestly, I'm, I don't really know much about Bill Burr. I've never listened to his podcast. I don't think I've ever really seen his act. I think the people that say they listen really say they listen so they sound edgy. Well, like, I know for I a while people podcast. used to tell me, like even when I used to be podcasting down, like they would use his as an example of a successful podcast and he integrated his reads and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Okay, he's successful. That's great. Yeah, I Just can- because he's successful making people laugh, 
he probably should leave the hot takes of sports to others. Because that's imbe- So does he believe Belichick has a job for life and Brady should still be the quarter? Okay, we're not going down that road. Sorry. No, no I it's fine. It. I, I'm, I'm in perfect place with with Tom. I, I, I feel horrible for what's befallen him in his retirement life, and he seems totally lost, but I do not want him back. So you're with me. He does seem a little lost, right? Oh, God. The, uh, that that um, video of him riding his yacht by uh, himself, I felt so sad. Yeah. And then the look at him, the the interview with one of the one of the scratchy interviews, his face is yeah. effed up. It's not. Uh, he is a sad looking dude. This was someone who didn't deal, and I don't mean I it, I I could have been dead. So I'm not judging people who don't deal with things. I didn't deal with them, and I chose alcohol. He chose football, um, or whatever. You know, it, he was addicted to competition, right? And he was. You know, in a world, in a 1% of 1% of 1% of the people that get to the NFL that start as a quarterback, he was the most neurotic, insane, you know, addict, whatever the word, whatever adjective you want to use. There, it's like the people that are jumping out of airplanes and people that do the, you know, the, the high wire acts. It's like there is nothing that could replicate that feeling. I actually felt this first seeing him. Week one, smart move, Robert, honoring week one. Would have been pretty bad in a couple weeks, Monday night against the Chiefs. Um, With the let's go, like running out and screaming that. It's just, I I hope, you know, he's got plenty of money. He's got plenty of friends, and he's a smart guy. But when I see him, I get that, like, douche chill. Like, I get, I feel badly for him. Same. And Um, and I thought the the solo ride on the front of the yacht, and and it was weird because a lot of people were like, Tom Brady living the good life. Is he? Like, does that look in... Do you want to be on a yacht sunbathing by yourself? Right. That sounds awful. I hate sunbathing. Especially when you have kids and family. Like, it just... He looks so alone. But that's the other thing, is that half his life, he now is without them. Right. I mean, his eldest is, you know, somewhere else, and his other two kids, I'm sure they're jointly custody with with uh, Giselle. So it just sucks. I, I I feel, and I'm not a Tom Brady fan like you are. Not as big. I think he went down a douche road like yeah. halfway through his career. I'd go I down a douche road him. with him any day. <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, no, I, I understand that. I, I there have been uh, anyway. We don't need to go to the yeah. Brady let's road. get back to Bill Burr being a boob. Yeah. So Bill Burr and. I liked his comedy. I think he's a funny guy, incredibly talented and wildly successful. Okay, we done with the caveats. Idiotic and childish take. And from my perspective, the people that defend Bill sound really dumb because it's a dumb thing to defend. You're defending someone who, whenever confronted with the actual reality that they created... They use something that they never tolerate the people they employ to do, which is 20 years have been pretty good. I mean, how many times has he pulled that card, whether it was after year one when the woman asked if what should you say to fans? It hasn't been that thin around here, whether it's with us in the morning or with you guys post game or preseason. I think he said it to Mike Reese and during the mini camps or training camps. Last 25 years. So uh, I watch this team. And they are getting progressively worse. Mm -hmm. And there are several things that have occurred that Bill Burr knows about. And I also think the one thing I will give him the benefit of the doubt on, when you say Bill should get fired, one guy with 62 Twitter accounts attacks you. So you do have to deal with the backlash of knuckle-dragging people that (laughs) get on social media and say, "Eh, what have you ever done with your life? Okay, 
great. Bill's accomplished more than I could. Right. I mean, nobody would ever dispute that. But he doesn't have any awareness of himself at all. He is totally lacking in self-awareness. He doesn't have the ability or the, uh, yeah, the, I mean, the ability to be negative about or honest about where he has brought this organization. So a couple things. The decision to retain, I'm saying preseason. Yep. Last year concluded, and Jack Jones was suspended. The final two games or one game? I don't know which one it was, but at least a game. This offseason, we know what happened at Logan. Then he returns to the practice field. The team has stood by his side. Something goes awry, and he pouts his way off the field. In that second, he's cut. We, we're all for second chances. We're all for the legal system to, to find its way out. Bill Belichick that I know would have cut his ass right then and there. Right? Sure. Not only that, he let him return to the practice field that day. If you remember, he came back and then he started having conversations on the sideline with, I think Matt Groh had one. It was like dealing with a child who had a temper tantrum. Then they started to kind of cool down and like grandpa has a conversation with him and his uncle has a conversation. But I agree with you. I said it all summer. I would have cut Jack Jones. And there were a lot of Patriots fans that actually were on board with Oh, uh, absolutely. On Twitter, on the text line. I want to say it was a Friday night story. We, Ken and I did it. The, it was pretty hot. Maybe it was one day old. But maybe it was a Friday. I don't know when it broke. But when we had a Saturday sh- Saturday show, it was right around when it happened. Mm-hmm. And outside of a couple attorneys who said that, you know, this isn't locked up. And they were right. You know, that, that, that he was not going to have to serve jail time. Right. The, the overwhelming majority of the fan base said cut your losses, and move on. Because it's not just, yes, The I guess the most important stuff would be the things that went down with you. But he's with you because he had issues throughout his life. Like, he had multiple schools. Like there was a reason he went from USC to Arizona State and had issues at both places. This was a track record that pre-existed before landing in New England. He's I mean, talented. We all know he's talented. But he also brings all this baggage with him. Bill Belichick gave a longer leash to Jack Jones than he did Antonio Brown, who is, by all accounts, not well, exponentially more talented. Why do you think that is? Uh, Because Antonio Brown was an offensive player. No, I would say it's one simple word, desperation. Because back then, who was there? Tom. Your guy. Right. Your guy, everybody wants to call him the duct tape, the WD-40 that pulled it all together, figured out a way. Now... Bill Belichick's coming off a losing season, two seasons losing in a three-year span, no playoffs. He sees where the train is going. He needs every ounce of talent he can get. He knew his cornerback position was a house of cards. You're lucky Christian Gonzalez was good to start the year. People don't realize that. There's plenty of rookie corners that stink or struggle to get acclimated to the NFL. Right. Had that been the case, it would have been a real challenge to start the year. So he knew, desperation-wise, I can't cut that guy. This isn't Jamie Collins or Randy Moss where I know I can get by without him. I need that guy more than he needs me, right? And I think it goes that's the one word. You don't think of Bill Belichick as desperate. These decisions, and you have a few more you're going to get into, Right. to me, reek of desperation. So the next one is Trent Brown, who is a guy that went on the field this year and been engaged. He's been an excellent lineman. I mean, the PFF grades this stuff. I don't know exactly. I mean, And I PFF is the be-all, end-all. Is it? I mean, I know. Oh, okay. So they're they, idiots. They, they, I, I just check them because offensive line play, I don't have the all 22. Cole Strange sucks. Trent Brown's been good, according to them. Sure. 
So here's a guy that, when he has had money, has sucked. I mean, sucked onions or just disengaged completely. <laughs> sucked onions. Is that a thing? I don't know. I say it because I don't want to use the other stuff that I would say. So <laughs> onions are just something that I think of that make you cry. Okay. A lot of things make me cry. We can do that tomorrow. But uh, Trent Brown, get that money. So stupid. So dumb. So antithetical to the Patriot way. On the same wavelength, you have DeAndre Hopkins in. Matthew Judon takes a picture. La Familia in the locker room. All that happens. And Devontae Parker is asked about it. And he Next question. Bitches like he did when he dropped that dime of a throw that Matt gave him against the Raiders. And they say, okay, here's a couple million dollars, Devontae. I mean, you've sucked. You've been miserable, and you've shown no desire to compete for a job, so we'll reward you. Get back to your stats there, too. Led the league, or what's the opposite of leading, that was the worst in the league at separation for three straight seasons. Could not get away from defenders at the worst rate in the NFL. That's a lot of receivers. What's that, 150-something plus tight ends? couple hundred guys. He finishes last every year. Can't get away from people. Here's a guy that sucked onions. That was what I said. So uh, you have Devontae Parker. Who Ken Laird, of all the dumb things Ken Laird has said, and those are plentiful, and the dumb decisions that he's made, (sighs) Devontae Parker, he said, would be a top 10 receiver when the Patriots traded for him. Top 10. Braverman, can you confirm? I can confirm. Thank you. Based on what? Um just be that's a good question, Andy. Ken thinks that the more honkish he is, the less people think that he's from Pittsburgh. So it's like this very bizarre stance, but I don't even know how you argue that. But it it yeah. was so that's dumber than the Bill Burr comments. You could say that he's a top ten worst receiver in the NFL. Yeah, we just did. So Devontae Parker gets an extra couple million dollars. Trent Brown gets an extra couple million dollars. Jack Jones gets retained and then finally released. And the last is J.C. Jackson. Owes his money and his career, we can clearly see now, to Bill Belichick. If you want to hear me say that Bill's been made because of Tom, J.C. Jackson was made because of the brilliant defensive mind of Bill Belichick. He goes to uh, the Chargers. I hate uh, L.A. San Diego. I don't know when I'll get past that. But the Chargers, he goes there, and they give him 40-plus million in guarantees to the point where Tom Telesco, was he the GM? Yes. Has to stand in front of the team and apologize for the fact that he was once a, uh, a member of that organization. He gets here and plays pretty well off the start, did decent when he first arrived, and then has a couple bad games, doesn't show up at all to the hotel, doesn't show up at all to warm-ups, and they say, you are grounded for two weeks, son. You're not coming to Germany, which I'm sure he was thrilled about. Why would he want to go to Germany? Especially when he saw the game. Right. And he's still on the team. Yep. So all these things, it used to be that when you got here, you either fell in line or you were Albert Hainsworth. You either were... A receiver who's ready to go or your Ocho Cinco. You know, you, you were a guy that got it or didn't. And I watch where they are and that rot of the Patriot way where you say, bye, Jacoby, hello, Juju, where you force David Andrews to go around the NFL to make his market what it should be instead of the Patriots giving him the same treatment that they give Joe Cardona or Matthew Slater, where you just give him, a, you know, you can afford it. You can, David Andrews, why wouldn't you pay David Andrews? Just like, why wouldn't you play, pay Matthew Slater? These guys are core pieces from the championship era that embody what a Patriot does. But whether you're Julian Edelman, Tom Brady, 
David Andrews, Troy Brown, Teddy Bruschi. You have to beg and plead for anything approaching market value. But if you're Trent Brown or Devontae Parker, they hand it to you. Why? So I've come up with a phrase to describe all of this. Losing is undefeated. And that's what, to me, losing breaks everyone. Like everybody talks about the way Matt Patricia was in Detroit. Oh, he's a boob. He can't deal with the media. He says stupid things. And like that was some indication Matt Patricia's a moron, a terrible coach, all of that, which is fine if people want to argue that. Right. I think it's losing. Bill Belichick was a great coach until he started losing. Now he's a boob. Now he makes says some of the dumbest things you'll ever hear. The last 25 years that you referenced earlier that he said to Mike Reese, why fans should be excited, I firmly believe is up there with the dumbest thing he's ever said. Based on everything he lived for 25 years to then go back and say, yeah, because we were good in 04 is why you should care about the 2023 season. Right. What's causing that? Losing. Losing. Everybody you think is this great leader and they're above losing and they're the greatest coach ever and the greatest player ever. Losing is undefeated. When you lose the way they're losing at the rate they're losing, it crushes people. And this is why Tom is so beloved by me. Because the Patriots were losers. 5-13, and 13, Mo Lewis hit. The Bucks were losers. The losingest franchise in NFL history. I don't love that argument, but... They were. No, I know, but... What did the 1978 Bucks have to do with what, the 2019 Bucks? When I had Red Zone, I do. I mean, I still have it. Humble brag. <laughs> when I watched Red Zone, and I would get Jameis in the Bucks when, with Chris Hansen or mm-hmm. Scott Hansen, whatever his name is, name that Hansen. And I, I'm sitting there every week. It was the Kirk Cousins effect where they'd be down. Jameis would have the ball down five against the Saints at the 30 yard line, and there'd be a guy open. Mike Evans is open, you know, down the seam, and it's boop, interception. Pick six. That's what they were. Mm-hmm. They were good defensively. They had talent on offense, but they lo- they had a lo- they were losers. They lost. You change that culture because people trust that that's over that that mindset. And when Bill immediately latched on to it's not been that thin around here, twenty five years, it showed me that era is over. Mm-hmm. You know, what Texter says, Curtis, so Bill's never going to win again? No, you're yes, he will never win again. I bet the morning show that if he wins the Super Bowl, I quit. And I am very confident in that. With this team or any team? Any te- Well, no, I said if he leaves to win- and wins the Super Bowl, okay. I quit. So if he goes to the Chargers and wins the Super Bowl, you're out of work? Totally done. Okay. Um, and I wonder, do I still get unemployment if I quit? Uh, I don't think so. That sucks. Anyway, but um, another bad decision. <laughs> um, but... That's where they are. It's that the people that are saying, like Bill Burr says that you're an idiot if you want to fire Bill Belichick. I would say to Bill Burr, you're an idiot if you don't want to fire this Bill Belichick. Right. And that's what people, you're not firing circa 2003, 2004 Bill Belichick, guy who orchestrated the comeback in Denver and had Lonnie Paxton hit the upright. That's not who you're firing. One of my favorite Belichick moments. Just such an awesome, I think that was Monday night. Yes, was right awesome. After, was right after the Red Sox lost in 03 to the Yankees. Tremendous. Spectacular. That's not who you're firing. No. Just like... And you also needed to go 60 yards with an incredibly talented Broncos defense. Amazing throws to Kevin Falk and then to David Givens in the corner Absolutely. of the end zone. But you're not firing that guy. And I actually think even if you are Bill Burr and you can't, you can't come to accept 
Bill Belichick is bad? Like, do you feel like if you acknowledge he's a bad coach right now, you're somehow urinating all over his legacy? That is such cowardly journalism. First of all, it's not journalism. It's analysis. Right. And by the way, I guarantee you, Bill Burr, who I'm assuming, since you seem to be a honk for the Patriots, you kind of glorify and deify Jonathan and Robert Kraft as the head of the Patriot Nation. Right. They're having these thoughts, these conversations. He's not going to be back. So you think they're idiots. Bill Burr is calling Robert and Jonathan Kraft idiots, right? He'll stand up when they fire him at the end of the year or mutually part ways. Bill Burr is going to do a whole podcast saying Robert Kraft's an idiot, right? Can I can I look forward to that January podcast? I would say you will. I, I know because I want to hear that, it, but I would listen to that. I don't think it's going to come. No, he doesn't have the stones because he just wants to oh sports talk radio and callers and like be this big bully on his pulpit. Right. No, if you think that it's dumb to fire Bill Belichick or move on from Bill Belichick, you believe Robert Kraft is dumb in January because right. it's coming. Captain Edge, Bill Burr can't even be honest about his football team right. because he's nervous about his. Does buddies. he even watch either? That's the other thing. Do you think he's watching and living? The Dallas game, the Saints game, where you're getting blown out. Well, it was 6.30 in the morning in California when the Patriots and Colts kicked off. I don't think he's a morning person. Okay, but you could at least go back, I don't know, check the highlights and be like, oh my God, Mac made that throw. Like, the picture of Bill rubbing his forehead after the loss. Like, does he know any of this happened, or is he just like, that's dumb, Belichick's the GOAT, why would you fire him? Because quite frankly... You did your list. You could come up with a much longer list of oh, yeah. fireable offenses over the last six months, a year, 18 months, whatever you want to do. The offensive line, I mean, before the season started, we were down at Gillette, and I was asking Bill about his approach to the line, that they didn't replace a need with a premium player, and that what they did was, you know, go bargain shopping. And he was like, we used three draft picks. Well, they were fourth, fifth, and sixth round. And anyway. See, that's what I mean, though. The losing has pushed him to say just stupid thing after stupid thing, and it crushes you under the weight. Like, even, do you remember back in the early days, there were people that thought Bill should run for president, that he could run the country, any corporation. He's on yeah. CNBC giving business advice. Yeah, he's living in Arizona. His name is Glenn. Where are those people now that think he should be running the country? Yeah. He can't run a football team. I have to sneak this in because I love anybody that disagrees. Tim is in Plymouth before we take a break. You agree with Bill Burr. Why, Tim? Oh, for oh, crying out loud. That sucked. All right, well, we see. He's as guys. ballless as Burr is, because Burr will not do that podcast criticizing Robert Kraft when Bill is gone. He will not. And by the way, just to credit Bill, the old Bill, the decision to implement the ineligible, eligible uh, lineman mm-hmm. tactic against the Ravens in the second half of a playoff game, precluding them the opportunity to sit down and understand what was going on, won them that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, great throw to LaFell, but... The Patriots won that game on the backs of Belichick's brilliance. I'm not saying he's never been smart. I'm saying Bill today would have fired his ass long ago. When we come back, can I ask you a question regarding Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and Tom Brady? Oh, I cannot wait. We'll do that. We'll get to Tony and others, 617-779-7937. And if you agree with Bill Burr, please yell at me. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What would you say to them to give them a reason to be optimistic for what's ahead? The last 25 years. 
Cheers to the wish you were here, but you're not. 'Cause the drinks bring back all the memories of everything we've been through. Toast to the ones here today. Braverman, well done. Uh, that was Bill Belichick bringing up the memories of 25 years. And it is a uh, confounding development. And it is my belief, and it's been, I think, um, proven uh, prescient, that Jonathan and Robert would far more prefer to retain the service of Services uh, retain the services of a successful Bill Belichick, then they would like to fire him for all the reasons that we would know. It's the easy decision. Like right. you want it to play out that way. Right. Inertia, an object in motion, wants to stay in motion. The, the, everybody would prefer to have no separation, keep going straight. Except they're not going straight, they're going down. They are in a direction now that is reverse course. dive. <laughs> and the altitude is plummeting. Yes. And I'm watching this, and I see that you brought it up last segment, Andy. Andy Hardin for Ken. Ken will, Ken will be back next Hawaii. Saturday. Uh, I interned for Eddie way, way, way back at 1510. I have never seen someone eat more in three hours. They used to get Bickfords every day. Really? Bickfords. And it was like these potato skins, nachos, which nachos delivered suck. Like, they're just oh, soggy. Yeah. You can't get delivered nachos, no. So, but it was Dave Jagler. I think he's the voice of the Nationals now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Eddie Andelman at fifteen ten the zone at, at uh, Wind Street in Burlington. Beautiful. I mean, like the Taj Mahal of studios. And it was in this barren wasteland of the CMGI area, which had yeah. gone bust after the internet yep. bum, bubble. And anyway, but uh, very uh, odd guy. But I am. I mean, it's just like he could eat sixteen hot dogs, fifteen potato skins in one commercial break, and still had a pretty good long life very good long think. life he's still going no i know and that's what i mean like yeah. normally you'd think somebody that's eating all that crap probably not going to be around too right long. anyway uh i digress but the uh, they would much prefer to have this go and be over but and be and be go on until you know t- bill says okay I'm, I'm done thank you for the opportunity to coach this franchise and all that we have achieved together the exit sucks and that's where we are right now they are finding out Bill is working the back channels. Robert and Jonathan are figuring out legally what's going on. And I would like you to share, if you agree with me or not, I said on the Greg Hill Show this week, that it is my belief that this new contract was similar. We will find it to be similar to Brady's last contract here, where they redid some language. Much more. It was much more about the language and exit than it was about incentives and long-term the way Brady's was initially disclosed as this long-term extension. Right. And we realized it was actually just the way to get him out of being franchised. I think at the end of the season, both Bill and the Patriots will have an option to not retain the services or work for the other. Do you so agree? So you, I mean, it's certainly a possibility because on one hand, it makes no sense. Like Robert Kraft, wait, I'm just going to lose the right to retain Bill Belichick. I'm going to lose the right to be compensated. Is the because he usually wins contracts. I think we can all agree Robert Kraft wins most deals he does. Very good at them. Um, and Bill, I think, generally wins contracts. Not maybe as much recently with, say, wide receivers and certain players. But over the course of his career, he he was pretty good in that area. It would make sense. Because the question I had this week, sort of as an offshoot of that question, is the whole Dan Orlovsky, the next place is set. What a... What a- moment that was this week it was interesting 
Uh, the best part of it, the, 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 when he didn't know what to say, when he was kind of being pressed by McAfee on it right. and was like, I've said too much, maybe probably said something I heard Schefter say in the break room, and now I'm bringing it on national TV. But my first question was... Why, is, why does Dan Orlovsky try to always sound like he's the smartest man in the room? Well, because that's his shtick. Okay, sorry, I mean, carry on. He's a smart guy, quarterback apologist. Right. That's kind of his packaging. He's like the Yukon Aristotle. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, interesting that that's his uh, M.O. when he ran out the back of the end zone with one of yeah. the dumber plays you'll ever see on a football field. Dumbest. Uh, but w- the the idea that Bill's next spot is uh, set, well, who's setting it? Because there's two parties that you just brought up that have interests here, the Crafts and Belichick. And if I am Robert Kraft, I know either that's coming from me, right? I had conversations with Josh Harris when he was in the buffet line at Gillette Stadium, and we talked about a trade right. for Bill Belichick. And, and this week it was Burt Breer who brought up that Josh Harris and Jonathan Kraft uh, were uh, uh, both students at Harvard Business School at right. the same time. So if if we did that, I know uh, Orlovsky found out somehow. Right. If we haven't done any of that, then I know it's just pure Bill, right? Right. And Bill's under contract to me for two years, right? A year plus after this one. Aren't you immediately pissed? Like uh, to me, that's a suspend, not a fireable. Because at first I was like, that's a fireable offense. But then, like, no, if you fire him, he gets what he wants. He can go to the Chargers immediately or the Cowboys immediately. Don't you like suspend him or something? No, I think pissed was a long time ago. Pissed was when the organization leaked or someone leaked about Mac Jones being on a short leash. Pissed was. Which he wasn't. Right. The problem with that report is it couldn't have been any wronger, as they say. Correct. It was the day he didn't have a backup quarterback because I still believe they screwed something up and didn't know the rule. I, I think that they didn't have a backup quarterback because of that report. I think okay. that was retaliation from Bill Belichick. I actually like that theory. Yeah. That- that's that's not a bad theory. So Robert or Jonathan called their boy Crapsheet, who'll say anything. Right. And he will Shorter not. Shorter leash. Rapsheet will not report anything. And this is not slandering Ian. He, I've had him on the show. I used to come in studio in this building when I was with DA years and years ago. Nice guy. But at the NFL Network, he does not do anything without the tacit approval of the owners, especially the one that leads the broadcast committee. Right. That's a good theory. They yeah. leak it to him. Bill hears that and goes, short leash my ass. Because, we won't have a backup Because Zappy wasn't ruled. Just did that. They say. What are we doing here? I, I did it at Greg Hill. Are Holy you borderline God. management? I'm not. Not even close. Oh, okay. Thankfully, that wasn't. You're still not allowed to swear. But. No. Uh, <laughs> I said the- Somebody's a little too comfortable on a Saturday morning. My Lord. That's good, though. What's they say this? that's right. That's good, right? What's in this? You're so coffee? comfortable. You're just shooting the poo. You make, you make, you make you pull <laughs> the best out of me. Uh, save that for Monday. Uh, and uh, so they are effing with Bill, and he says, I'll, I'll do that right back to you. And then the next week, what happened? The Belichick extension gets mm-hmm. leaked out in advance of the Bills game. But do you – so how do you envision this? You're probably more um, I experienced it. in this world of contracts and language and lawyers. <laughs> I am not. Um <laughs> So it's like a mutual option. They both have to pick it up. Or what they... did Robert Kraft say at the end? He said, I am not going to force Tommy mm-hmm. to be here. He has earned the right, if it's not going to work out here, to be able to choose his de- next destination. And I think he'll do the same thing with Bill. And You think he likes Bill as much as Tom? No, but I don't think that 
either side benefit. I both sides in this have enough to um, sully the reputation of the other in ways that they would not want. This is sort of why have there not been any nuclear missiles fired? Because the other side knows that the people they're shooting it at or have a red button too. Right. It's been a deterrent. Mm -hmm. And something that could end civilization is enough for even wackos to say maybe not the best idea. Right. In this case, they both are armed with weaponry that could do serious damage to the other. So it makes sense at the end for them to be in a position where they're not taking something away from the other. But you know we're going to have June twelfth as Brady Day. We'll bring Belichick back that day. We'll do a two. We'll do both of them the same night. We'll honor them at Gillette Stadium. Bill goes to coach the Chargers, and the Patriots head on their way with Mayo. So I should not expect a second round pick compensation for Bill Belichick. No, I do not think he will be shopped, and I don't think that's something that Bill would tolerate. I he's and not he gonna... will be free to go to the Cowboys then. Right. Which brings us to the Giants game, which is the next one, which I found another fascinating nugget from Dan Shaughnessy. We'll get to the... Dan Shaughnessy. We'll get to that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 